0: Hi. Dad. Hey, dad. All right. So you can hear me now. Yeah, we couldn't hear you before. Yeah, I, I, I got that, that nobody could hear me talking. I kept asking, can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? <laughs> I figured. <laughs> we so thought went, you were praying. I was, but I was trying to make sure everybody could hear me. And then obviously, since they started having a conversation, nobody could. No. <laughs> say say hi, Elise. Hello. Hey Luz. Are you enjoying our Bible studies? Tonight I'm gonna get a little more dad intensive. All right. All right. I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I'm gonna give us some background information. I'm gonna get a little political. Okay. I'm gonna be a little right wing. I am a conservative. Um, but but I'm gonna preach from God's word. So I'm gonna lay a foundation for everything that we're that we're teaching tonight, okay? Okay. Um let's go ahead and say our prayers and if the if, if there's mama she just logged in uh, mama can uh, you hear me yes sir okay good somehow you guys could not hear me on the last one i was completely blocked out so we had to drop off aaron can hear me right aaron yes okay yeah let me all right. let me walk in here and get dad back on all right I, <laughs> may, maybe there was a bad echo between you and dad's phone there was like this submarine sound and uh, and for some reason I couldn't I couldn't talk. So Wow. Okay, well I'm in another room now. Hold on a minute. Let me go get here Maybe maybe it's the two phones in one place that won't work. Because the first night when you guys couldn't hear me, yeah. that also was me and Maria both had our phones in the same room. And and, uh, and when she shut off was when we were finally able to have Bible study. So maybe it's two phones that messed it up. Am, am I on? I'm not sure. Yes, you're, you're on. on. Can you hear me? Oh, praise God. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, good. We're going to say our prayers and get rolling here. Let's go. All right. Uh, Matthew 23. Father, thank you so much that our family is able to come together and to read your word tonight. Um, Please lead us. Please teach us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, teacher of teachers. Come and open our eyes, open our ears, lay a foundation before us, open our hearts, and let us receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So as I was saying earlier, which nobody could hear, Matthew twenty-three is Jesus pointing out the rot at the heart of Judaism. He's he's pointing out how the entire nation has lost its way. Okay, um, and 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 in many ways, that is exactly similar to what's going on in our own country today. All right, so I'll begin reading, and then I'm going to jump over uh, to, to some supporting scriptures that are going to help us tie in uh, what's going on in our own nation today. Then spoke Jesus to the multitude, and he said to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whoever they bid you observe, all therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. Jesus didn't tell them rebel against the leaders, rebel against the Jesus leaders. He said, Nope, whatever they tell you to do, do it. Whatever they have you do, do it. He didn't say, Have a seat in, a sit in. He didn't say, Go burn cars. He didn't say, Have a march and a protest against them. He said, whatever they say, you do it. Respect your leaders. Do it. Okay? He said, but this, whatever you see them do, right, don't do it. Verse 4, they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born, and they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So so the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees was they made they made tons of laws that separate you from God but they wouldn't lift a finger to help bring you closer to God. And why wouldn't they lift a finger that would bring you closer to God? Because they themselves lost their way. They couldn't approach God. They didn't know how to approach God. So what were they doing? They were pretending. They were riding the wave of power, but all their works they do so that they can be seen of men, and they make broad their phylacteries, and they enlarge the borders of their garments. Now, what does that mean? That means the Jews, you'll often see that they have tassels hanging off their garments, that when they had prayer clothes, they had a broad cloth they tied around their forehead, or they tied around their arms during prayer times. These Pharisees and Sadducees, they would tie these things around their heads and their arms, and they'd wear them all day long. And if there was a different school, different schools would wear longer phylacteries than the others, because that made them more holy than the other school. And love the uppermost rooms at feasts, these these Pharisees and these Sadducees, they want to be... At the head of the table mm-hmm. and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men rabbi, rabbi, which means teacher, teacher. And Jesus says, Don't you try to be called teacher, don't you try to be called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ and all of your brethren, and call no man. Your father upon the earth. Okay. For one is your father. And that is the one in heaven. Neither be ye called masters. For one is your master. Even Christ. So if it, so, so, at some point. If you have. Um, disciples in Christ. That want to look to you as a master. Don't allow them to call you a master. Don't allow him to look up to you as teacher, rabbi. I'm I'm your brother in Christ. I'm your brother in Christ. And if there's anything that, that, that I have explored further than you, there are areas that you've explored further than me. The same is true of all of us. So... So this problem that they were having with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like I said, Jesus is pointing out the rot at the heart of Judaism, the disaster at the heart of Judaism. Just listen. I'm jumping over to Zechariah. I'm jumping over to Zechariah, and I'm going to read to you from chapter 5 in Zechariah. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes, and I looked, and I beheld a flying roll. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is 20 cubits, and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. And he said unto me, me, Now pay attention, because there are lots of people that use Zechariah chapter 5 to tell you it's proof of UFOs. (laughs) That tells you how people misinterpret the word of God. They so misinterpret the word of God. This Zechariah chapter five will tell you exactly what's going on in our nation today. Zechariah chapter five is about corruption and false witnesses. Corruption and false witnesses. And God has a special curse for nations that allow corruption and false witnesses. And I don't think there's anybody on this call tonight that thinks that we haven't allowed false witnesses and corruption in our nation. Amen. We've allowed corruption and false witnesses in our nation. So long, so long that our nation is utterly corrupt at its core. And, and what I'm reading to you right now is I'm going to show you what the curse is, and you're going to go, oh, my gosh. I'm going to show you what the curse is. What is the consequence for allowing corruption? Corruption and false witnesses. The corruption is the thievery, but the word that's used here means corruption. It means to take money to do, to, to do wicked things. Okay? Okay. And everyone that swears shall be cut off as one side according to it. Now, verse 3. Verse 3, I'm going to read again. Then said he unto me, this is the curse, this is the curse that goes over the whole face of the earth for every nation that has corruption shall be cut off on this side according to it, according to the corruption. According to the corruption, it's going to be cut off. And everyone that swears makes a false witness shall be cut off as on that side according to it. I'll bring it forth, says the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief, the corrupted. It'll enter into their house. It's going to enter into the White House. It's going to enter into every nation's capital. It's going to enter into every state capital. It's going to enter into the government of these states, the ones that have bought into the corruption and bought into the false witnesses. And into the house of him that swears falsely by my name, and it shall remain in the midst of that house and shall consume it with the timber thereof and the stones thereof. Now let's see what the curse looks like. How do we tell what the curse looks like? Okay? Okay. Verse 5, then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, lift up now your eyes and see what this is that goes forth. He's saying, look at it and tell me what it is. I want you to understand what this curse looks like. You need to be able to recognize this curse because because Zechariah, I want you to document this so that the future generations, when they see this happening in their nation, they can recognize the curse for what it is. Verse six, and I said, "What is it?" And he said, "This is an ephah that goes forth. It's a measuring basket. An ephah is a basket of a certain size and a shape. It's used for measuring a quantity of something. In this case, it's measuring a quantity of a curse that's gone forth against against a nation." He said, "Moreover, this is their resemblance through." all the earth or this is their guilt he he, he, this is their transgression this is the result of that sin through all the earth and behold there was lifted up a talent of lead it was a lid there's a lid on this on this ephah on this basket there's a lid on it the angel lifts, lifts up the lid that weighs a talent of lead and there was a woman sitting inside the EFA. Inside this basket is a woman. She's sitting down in that EFA. Okay? He lifted up the cover that was a talent's weight of lead. And what should I see? But there's a woman sitting within this basket. And he said, This is lawlessness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephah. In other words, he pushed her back down in the basket because she tried to get out. Mm-hmm. Okay? She tried to get out. He pushed her back down into the ephah, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth of, of, the, of the basket. She tried to get out. She's lawlessness. She's wickedness. It's a spirit. Then lifted up my eyes, and look, and behold, there came two women... And the wind was in their wings. And some people will say that this is proof that there's women in heaven. Good God, are they not listening to what Jesus taught us? The angels, when they come down to the earth, they they manifest themselves into a form that we can understand, that we can deal with in the natural. They take shape. Just like the 200 watchers that landed on Mount Hermon, they take shape. But in heaven, there is no ma- male or female angels. But as we come down to earth, we know that they can take shape as male and female because how many nations worship one of the fallen angels that presented itself as a woman on earth? And how many do they worship that presented themselves as a man? So we know that they can pick and choose. We know that they can, they can solicit, they can present themselves And in whatever form that they want. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then said I to the angel that talked with me, where do you bear the Sipha? In other words, where are you taking it? Where are you going? And he said to me to build it a house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. Okay. In other words, he's going to that nation where that curse is laid upon, and he's going to build it a house. He's going to build it a place where it formally sets, and he's going to set that ephah upon that place on its own base so that, it is, so that it is established, so that that curse is firmly established in that nation. And right now, right now, in my prayers and the place where I am with the Lord tells me That that house is not built, but that house is being established. That God's people, it is our job, it is our place to tear that house down. Because the lawlessness is being established in our nation. Now let's turn back to Matthew 23. To every one of them. The corruption that's in the nation of Israel. And we have that same corruption here in our nation. Jesus hates hypocrisy. He hates hypocrisy. And every day, what do we see in our news? What do we see in our nation? We see hypocrisy. We see hypocrisy amongst our leaders. We see hypocrisy amongst ourselves, amongst the Christians. Yeah. What are we so disgusted? We're, we're the, the conservative element of our nation is disgusted with our Republicans for what? Because they won't stand up, because they've sold out our country one piece at a time in the interest of peace. They've kept silent and they've allowed one piece of our nation at a time to be taken away from us. But Christians are no different. We have given up every piece of our nation one element at a time. One element at a time. We've given it up in the interest of peace because we didn't want conflict. Because we didn't want to stand up in our zealous outrage in our zealous belief in our faith. We didn't want to be called bigots. We didn't want to be called racist. We didn't want to be called religious zealots. We did it. We were afraid to be targeted. And so we've sold out our faith and we've sold out the territory of the Lord. Verse 11, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant and whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you are hypocrites. A curse be upon you for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. In other words, you make it more difficult for men to find the kingdom of heaven. Jeremiah forty eight ten. Cursed is the man who withholds his sword from the blood and cursed is the man who holds back from performing that which is the will of God. How many men, how many men in the interest of peace have held back the will of God in their own homes? Amongst their own children or with their own wives? How many men have held back against the will of God in their work and in the place where they stand, in the place where they represent or with their friends? And here we are to the end of this thing where it's snow-coned out. We're at the apex of the cone. We're looking around us. And we're seeing that our whole nation is sold out. That we sold out our entire nation. We've sold out our constitution. We've sold out the territory of the Lord. We've sold out the people of the Lord. For the same reason. To avoid conflict. And yet Jesus never told us once to avoid conflict. He told us there would be conflict.
1: Exactly.
0: That the enemy would come against us. And by avoiding that conflict. What have we told God? We've told God that we thought that he was not big enough. To defend us. And he wasn't strong enough. To stand with us. That he wasn't capable. Of keeping what was his to begin with. And so we sold it out, just like the Israelites did. And yet, here we are, still alive, still speaking. The sword has not fallen on our necks yet. And we have a chance (coughs) to turn it all around. So verse 14. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, your hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense, you make long prayers. Therefore, you shall receive the greater damnation. Do we not see the same thing today? They control the media, they're out there giving a narrative to the widows, to our elderly. To our youth, to those who have not made the effort to go out and educate themselves. The only education they receive is lies, lies and falsehoods, and they're filling the people of America with it, just like the scribes and the Pharisees filled all of Israel. With their doctrine. With their agenda. They filled. With a doctrine and an agenda. That kept them in power. Firmly in power. Woe unto you. Scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. For you. Compass the sea and the land. To make one proselyte. In other words you travel all over the world. You're willing to travel. Everywhere to get one follower that you can indoctrinate and bring into your inner circle and when that person is brought into your inner circle and indoctrinated you make them twofold twice the child of hell that you are yourselves woe unto you you blind guides would say whosoever shall swear by the temple is nothing but whosoever swear by the gold of the temple, he's a debtor. In other words, if they swore by the temple, it does it's okay. But if they swore by the gold of the temple, they were obligated to keep that. That oath was binding. You fools, you blind. For which one is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? I'm going to stop there tonight. I'm going to stop there tonight. I'm going to do a little more research and we'll continue in 18 through 39 tomorrow night, but I, tonight, individually, individually, I want us to, I want us to think about the state of Israel. And this time, you know, Jesus is portrayed to a lot of us as this blue eyed, blonde haired surfer guy who is all about peace He's all about peace. He's all about love. He's all about uh, avoiding conflict. That is not who Jesus is. No. That is not who my Lord is. My Lord is a king of kings. My Lord is a conqueror. My Lord is a defender of God's word. He does not compromise, He does not bend. He does not change. He is unalterable. He is righteousness. He is goodness. He is the light in the darkness. And he expects his followers to be the same. Yes. He expects every one of us to be the same. He expects us to be unyielding. He expects us to be zealous. He expects us to go out and bring the gospel to the world. And the gospel, the gospel is good news, but the gospel is non-negotiable. That's uh, that's the end of my message tonight, Dad. I'm going to continue tomorrow night. Um, if you have anything to add, Father, go ahead, and 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 then if you would, pray us out, Dad.
1: Father, we come tonight thanking you for your word. Your word is true. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And you, oh God, are going to divide us under both bone and marrow. Father, as we come tonight, we come on behalf of Israel and the United States, asking you, Lord, to cleanse, cleanse, Lord, this country of the evil that we're trying to happen. Father, we ask you, Lord, to cleanse our churches, destroy those, Lord, who are uh, at odds with you Lord in their speaking in churches and we ask God that you will demolish the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness and let us Lord break down the walls Satan is built up to protect his own because Lord there's nothing Nothing that you cannot penetrate, nothing that you cannot do. You are king of kings, Lord of lords. And Father, let us remember that, that we, oh, Father, can go in power and tear down strongholds that have been built up in our own lives and the lives of those around us. Help us, Lord, to see, be able to see, Lord, what is being manifested in this country and throughout the world, Father.
0: Open our eyes, Lord.
1: And, Lord, we pray that you will lead to vote, run for office, to do the things, Lord, that you have called men to do.
0: And Amen Lord,
1: that we be faithful and we be honorable, yes, and God we thank you yes Lord. Your yes. word, Lord, for your word is truth
0: Amen.
1: and Lord, we know too that you cast out and turned over a money tape and ran them out with whips, so no. You are confronting. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to confront evil and tear down these walls. And we give praise and honor. And Lord, this podcast, that it will grow. You will manifest yourself throughout this work of God. And Lord, bless guys as he brings forth the word of God. Amen. But we ask it, Lord, in Jesus' precious name.
0: Amen. 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 Okay. Thank you, Deb. You bet. Let's go. <sighs> Everybody have a great, have a blessed evening. And we'll talk again tomorrow night. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Love you. <laughs> Love, you. Love you. Love you guys. <laughs> Hi night. Harlan.